Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com. And we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. So we're going to talk about surviving a nuclear war. We are going to talk a little bit about Elon Musk and Steve Bannon as well. But uh, Ian started asking about uh, how, what do you say, like how much feet of concrete do you need and how long do you got to be underground if a nuke hits? Yeah, we we're talking about Fortitude Ranch and how, how life underground would be there. You were saying it's not, I don't know, you don't go too deep on it. Yeah, I mean, people have a conception kind of from the Cold War that you needed these deep underground bunkers to survive and you don't. I mean, you're a deep underground in the Air Force at an ICBM silo because, you know, the Russians are shooting penetrating high-yield nuclear weapons. If you're in a remote area, you're very unlikely to have any nuclear weapon go off near you. And if you do, there's probably a ridge or something in between. And the blast wave, I mean, a building might get knocked down, but a shallow underground shelter like we use basements, they're going to be just fine. When I went to Kiev, to go onto the subway is the most fucking insane thing ever. You have to go down hundreds of feet or like a thousand feet DC's below the like earth. that too. Is it? Yeah, DC's yeah, got a really deep. deep subway system. Really? They're probably trying to avoid water and, you know, all. there's so much stuff underground, they're going way, way under but that. But DC's like a swamp. Like, I don't know how you dig deep, deep into the earth there. I could be wrong about that. I think DC's kind of deep. I guess it would make sense considering Paris it's DC. also, I think. But the, the reason Ukraine's stations were built so deep is because it's all communists. And the communists were like, we're going to make everything as efficient as possible. So they were like, we need bomb, we need nuclear shelters. We need trains. Make it both. Yeah. Dig the trains extra deep. That way, in the event of a nuclear strike, the trains don't stop running. But Can't again, a city is a nuclear target. Rural areas, you don't have to worry about being deep underground. So, and you don't want to be. If there's a pandemic, the last thing in the world you want to be is deep underground sharing air, air with other people. So at Fortitude, you guys, the main concern is air burst, nuclear air burst that would drop fallout particles, dust particles on the ground. Yeah, our nuclear reactors. I mean, if there's a pandemic, the threat's not just the virus. So people aren't coming to work. So imagine you work in a nuclear power station, avian flu, H5N1 is spreading 60% lethal, maybe only 20% lethal. You don't come to work. What happens if there's an operating nuclear power plant and none of the people come to work? Shitty bad things happen. I mean, you can't just turn the switch off of a nuclear power plant. It takes a lot of people and a lot of time to safely shut those things down. So in a pandemic, you're going to have things like nuclear power meltdowns and radioactive wow. fallout from that as well. So you've got to be able up. to deal with fallout wherever you are. So at Fortitude Ranch, we have multiple radiation detectors. If it's fallout from a nuclear explosion, you'll see it. I mean, it looks like ashes and dust. Ooh. So what we'll do is, you know, we'll put people inside, underground, but it's low-level radiation. It's not going to kill you quickly. It basically kills you by increasing your cancer rates over time if yeah. you're exposed for long periods. 
periods of time, but we won't be. What we'll do is we'll put our masks on, gloves, chem bio suits go out, and basically shovel up the ash just a little bit into the into wheelbarrows, cart it off the property, and remove the radiation, use our radiation detectors to make sure there's not high levels does, of radiation. Does the rain wash it away? Well, rain washes it into the soil, so you still got it. Wow. What so, do you, so you have to shovel it right away. You best want to get it off as soon as you possibly can. Where do you take it? What do you do with it? Off our property. <laughs> so, <laughs> what what <laughs> yeah. about some kind of like emergency canopy system to catch catch it? Like, would that be easier? Or uh, no, because again, now it's catched in water. You still got to, you want to get it away from you. Yeah. So, you know, use, you know, there's a ditch or ravine, dump it in there. Radiation, again, it's all of radiation. A couple feet of earth will shield you. That's all you need. Uh, my PhD dissertation was underground nuclear defense shelters and field fortifications for NATO troops. And at three feet of earth is all you need. It'll stop the vast majority of radiation long term. And if you're removing it, then you don't even have to worry well, about being underground after that. People don't understand this too, but water. Water blocks uh, radiation. A lot of things, you know, steel, yeah, so a lot of things will block you it. Can, uh, you can, if you dig like, if you had like a concrete block and then you filled the outer perimeter with water, that water is going to block a lot of radiation. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about, I, I'd imagine, um, blasts, then Earth is way better because it's going to help stop the shockwave as well as the radioactivity or the, yeah, the radiation. So you can deal with the radiation and fallout. If you know what you're doing, you got the equipment, you got the radiation detectors and expertise, it's not that big do a you, threat. You can handle it. Do you have Faraday cages? We do, but they're really, the, the threat from EMP, to, especially to cars, is, is really exaggerated. And for radios as well. The big threat to your radios, your ham radio, is people leave their antennas connected. Your antenna is a huge collector. Any kind of EMP almost anywhere near you is going to fry your radio. If you do simply first just unplug the cables from your HF ham radios, that will protect you a lot. Now, if you want to take that <clears throat> radio now and put it in a Faraday cage, a metal cage, but it doesn't have to be fancy. You buy the metal trash cans at Walmart or Tractor Supply, that's a Faraday really? cage for you, too. That will work, work for you. They do work. Wow, I didn't and know again, that. So the MP and the MP threat to cars, you know, people read the book one second after and they think, oh, my car is going to be ruined. And I'm not talking about a Tesla electric car, but a normal fuel-injected car. I've worked with Air Force engineering companies who work on EMP protection for the Air Force and Strategic Command, and they assure me that it is very difficult to knock a car out. Why? It's in a metal cage. Yeah. You know, so it's a metal cage shielding all its parts. So it's very, very difficult yeah. for EMP to take out a car. So cars will work uh, even if there's an EMP effect and if they're affected. The engineer told me that they had such a hard time. The only way they could get a car to be hit by EMP was if they connected a cable to the exhaust pipe and zapped it. That's the only way you could get them. <laughs> and oh, even wow. then, it knocked the car off and it restarted. So oh, the wow. threat to cars, people are... Movies. Preppers even, it's it's greatly exaggerated. Your it, cars will work in an EMP. Is it just like a solar, a giant solar flare that would annihilate and fry every car no, that uses any cars. kind of computer? Again, think back to the, uh, the Carrington event. That was the one in the 1800s. That was really bad, and it affected telegraph poles. So antennas, wires, they'll collect it. That's why the electric system is so vulnerable. 
all those big wires, they collect the solar flare EMP, and it all comes into that big transformer, and it literally blows them up. It fries them. So big antennas, that's your real threat. If you're not connected to a big antenna or a wire, you probably aren't going to be fried by EMP. So like your computer stuff, is it better to have it unplugged from the... Is it more resilient if it's unplugged from the wall? Much better to be unplugged from the wall, yes. Okay. But, you know, back up your system, back up your computer. You know, most people aren't going to do that. You're not going to think of it. So back up your computer system. Keep that backup dry. As Tim said, in a Faraday cage, simple trash can. Now, put it in the basement is better than, you know, on an upper floor. But you put a backup computer, uh, put your ex. If you've got more than one HF radio, ham radio, stick all that extra electronic stuff in a trash can in the basement. And that's what we do. And we got a lot of basements and underground shelters at Fort Food Ranch. So that's where we keep stuff. But even if you got a radio upstairs, as long as you disconnect the antenna. And by the way, just one last detail. On an HF radio, you normally have multiple antennas to select from. You buy a selector switch. You know, if you got two antennas or three, buy a selector with four, then all you do is you switch to the there's no antenna there thing. And so rather than having to unscrew your cables, you just switch to there's no antenna there. And your radio is going to be pretty safe. Bow fangs are cheap too, though. Yeah. Yeah, 30 bucks even for one of those cheap handheld ones. Yeah, but that's VHF. That's not HF. So that's not long range. What's the best, uh, like a shortwave radio? On the market or, or a really good one because I'm looking to get one. Well, if you're just listening, if all you're going to do is listening, you can buy cheap things. Almost anything will work. And that's another good thing to keep in your metal trash can in the basement. If you want to transmit and operate, now you're going to spend $1,000 at least on a decent HF radio. This is in the we use zone. the ICOM 7300 is what uh, Fortitude Ranch is standardized. It's a really nice 100-watt HF what? radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ICOM 370. I gotta look that up. 3700. Sorry. Does that have the uh, the the Motorola connector? Because I've got like I've got like comms and like headset. Oh uh, yeah, the, it should. It should have all that. Like that. But the, but the nice thing, it's got an auto tuner in it, and uh, you know HF radio, you're bouncing off the atmosphere. It's not automatic. But we've got a Fortitude Ranch with all our different locations is. We're going to have a net, so at different times of the day, we'll be trying on different frequencies to connect, and we'll never get all of our locations to talk at the same time. You can't do that. It's just not feasible when you're scattered across the U.S., but we should get times where frequencies of the day where everyone in the western U.S. can reach Fortitude Ranch, Colorado, 
everyone on the east can reach Fortitude Ranch, Tennessee, and now if they can connect, we can relay and do it. And that's important because we've got doctors and clinics at every location, but, you know, we've got like one gynecologist <laughs> at Fortitude Ranch, Texas. So if there's some doc somewhere else has a patient and can't get a hold of the rest of the world, we can collaborate that way. What, what about helipads and airstrips? Uh, airstrips are near us. Helipads, you could land a helicopter at any of our locations. You know, we got plenty of open area for that. Uh, I won't tell you what airfields because we keep our locations secret, but uh, most of our locations are near one. Fortune Ranch, Nevada is big and flat. We actually have an airstrip under construction there. Oh, now, wow. it's an airstrip where tail draggers can land easily. It's a dirt field. Yeah. I fly a Diamond Star. I might be able to land and take it off there. There's a good chance I'm going to damage my my undercarriage, but I can do a safe landing there. I might not be able to take off with a oh, normal wow. plane. Do you guys use, hand, do you guys use handheld uh, yeah, for short range, for VHF and UHF, absolutely, you know, for guards to talk back and forth. Is is uh, H5N1 your biggest concern when it comes to the 50 categories of collapse or whatever? Pandemics are my biggest concern because they're so bad in effect. I mean, if it's, you know, if China launched a nuclear attack on Los Angeles, that's a lot less threat to us than a pandemic. A pandemic can, you know, here, look at this. Can I get back this on? This is Ray Kurzweil. He's an artificial intelligence expert. He's probably one of the most brilliant scientists of our era. He was on an Army Science Advisor Group, and this is what he warned. Pandemics, bioengineering is so easy to do. It's so widespread. And he compares it to nuclear weapons, and he says it's far more destructive. In a nuclear war, even a big Soviet or Chinese-U.S. nuclear exchange, Maybe we lose 10 million people. When you got a pandemic, no one's coming to work. There's no food production. That's where you get to these 90% fatality levels. <clears throat> so pandemic's worse than a nuclear, big nuclear war in terms of people who will die. Uh, and that, is that assuming that there's no clean water? Uh, it's just because of there's no food production and people will be killing the marauding. You'll either starve or you're going to be shot if you don't have the supplies and the ability to defend your supplies. Like one of the things about COVID, the pandemic, I put it in air quotes, is because like, yeah, if there was no soap and water, we all would have fucking died. It would have been horrible. But we all had clean water and we were all able to clean ourselves up. It was up. a non-event. It was not a collapse event. We said from the day one, COVID-19 is not a threat. This is not going to cause a collapse. This is not. You get banned on YouTube for saying that. Well, I'm they sorry, but the worst damage was from government restrictions and rules that they did. It was not <laughs> from the pandemic. It was not from, a, there was no collapse. So speaking of government restrictions being a problem, if some shit hit the fan, there was like, a sh uh, people were trying to use their shortwave radios. I think you're supposed to have a license. Yeah, uh, and a collapse, you don't need it now to practice on our net yeah we have all our ranch managers with their licenses uh but in a collapse no there's no loss there you know, wouldn't be you're talking about hunting or so earlier you know the, you have to have a license to hunt well in a collapse i'm sorry you know, you're talking about following an animal to water uh, most animals are going to be wiped out in the first few days what? i mean we're poaching every living creature around oh, pigeons us gone you know, we're, we're shooting them, we're making deer jerky, we're shooting turkeys, we're people, shooting wild in, hogs in people Texas. People in New York are going to eat all the pigeons in one day. They'll be gone. Those very rats. Day, yeah. My God, we saw a Phil saw a rat the other night in D.C. They're going to go outside rats. with a big net. They're going to put a bunch of garbage on the ground. The pigeons will come and they'll just chuck the whole net. It'll land on top of the pigeons. Mm -hmm. Then you scoop it up and then they'll just drag the pigeons and they will eat pigeons. So are there situations where people are like, bets are off. I'm using my shortwave radio without a license. I'm oh, hunting absolutely. without a license. And then oh, the absolutely. government will still be like, no, it's over when we say it's over. We're going to come yeah, find yeah, you. There'll be no one to enforce Hold on. That. 
the crazy thing that no one talks about when you watch a show like The Last of Us is the weapons innovation that's going to rapidly occur with no government regulations. Everything we've been doing with our weapons, like I got the SIG M400 from Crowder. It's a 5.56. Yeah, imagine if these companies and gunsmiths could do whatever they wanted without fear of the government coming after them. There's going to be some crazy ass innovation rapidly. We have all this knowledge on how to use how to use these guns, how to make these guns and restrictions because they will throw you in a box. But people are going to do some crazy ass fucking shit the moment they get an opportunity to. Yeah, you know, people so people are doing crazy ass shit right now and it'll come out as soon as there's nobody looking. Yep. I mean, the fact that 3D printed g- guns. What was the Liberator? Was it the first one? Yeah. FG uh FG9, uh, the fuck gun tr- FG9C, fuck gun control. Fuck gun control. Yeah. yeah. FGC9. FGC and it could shoot like one bullet and it would get damage. You can maybe get one which now they're really sophisticated in their they got full auto. Imagine what they can do. With guns. Yeah, but the, the problem is almost every company, they source from all over the world, and there is right. no sourcing from all over the world, and it collapsed. There, you may not be able to source locally. So unless you got stuff stockpiled, um, your company's well, that's, that's, that's not going to produce. No, for sure. But once the government's out of the, out of the way, I'm saying, uh, I'll put it this way, in Egypt during the 2013 revolution, they were making pistol shotguns themselves. They manufactured these break-action guns mm-hmm. that you'd open up put a shell in and close and then right. people are going to be doing crazy ass shit with the see, stuff they find are there like Let me see if i can pull that up you're gonna see stuff like grease guns yep. you know things that are going to be like fashioned from other things that are going to become mm-hmm. a, a regular occurrence the, that are going to be easy to produce that don't necessarily need like a, a forge shinzo shinzo abe was killed yeah with true. a hand you know, you know homemade gun in japan yeah, and very true they're essentially... You yeah, know, here, check this free. shit out. Look at this. Local Egyptian guns. 12-gauge revolving shotguns made from bits of air rifles. Look at this shit. These people were just like, I am going to find a way to yeah. fucking shoot you. Exactly. Well, I think in a collapse, there'll Look be guns aplenty. It's it's oh, more yeah. the ammunition, the other stuff that'll be short Yeah, that's, I think people don't realize that you can't just put any... It's like video games. You can't just walk on an ammo box and put in whatever <laughs> ammo Y'all have seen the thing. pipe shotguns too, right? Yep. Yeah. Zip guns. I think things stuff. like potato guns, things like that, they're going to be, you know, way easier to just quickly build and that are Look at this. pretty devastating, wow. you know. Yeah, like this thing. Yep. Grease you just, gun. You go, uh, grease, grease gun. Grease I mean, gun. Not really, but it's like remember the grease gun from World War II or like this this Bren gun. It's a really yep. really simple design. Holy shit. Lasts forever. There's a there's a video party. of a guy who takes two pipes and you put a tack in the back of one oh, yeah, and he just, just goes boom. Yeah. Exactly. And then it hits the tack and then pfft. literal boomstick. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Are there like dude. levels of breakdown where like one could be the power goes out and communications are down for two weeks or three for un- unknown, but like mm-hmm. the government's still fully operational or maybe like some areas of the country are down and they're like, we're going to act as if the power's out. We're using our radio waves without licenses. And then, but in DC, they're like, no. It's not. It's not down. If 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 the if something goes down like that, you can use you, you can use whatever you want essentially because the police are not going to be concerned with like small time people. Like if you're using your uh, uh, walkie talkie, a UHF, and you don't have a, a you know a license, no one cares. No one's going to care. You don't think that they would be like we're gonna we're gonna find them and bring them the justice? No, it's just such a little small potatoes. Yeah, it's 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 such a using a, a radio or something. You're talking about is that what you're talking yeah, about? Like, yeah, shortwave radio, that kind of stuff. License. Those laws, you know, it's no one's gonna get no one's gonna get 
cited for jaywalking. You know, no one's going to get cited for using a, a, a radio that's in the wrong frequency. Yeah, or like if the power goes out. No, nah, they're too worried no about power lights. No one's going to get cited. They're for too worried about continuity of government. That's yeah, their focus. That's absolutely right. Their focus is the government surviving. They're all going to go to Mount Weather. And what's the other one? Uh, Raven Rock. Raven Rock. Here's your point on on continuity government. And that's one of the reasons why a collapse is worse for us, because that is a priority of government. And they're number one priority. So that means that, you know, a mayor of New York City who has a small security deal and a collapse, he gets augmented because you got to keep the mayor alive. Right. And now the city council. And the, the, the governor always has state patrol people following him for security. <clears throat> in a collapse, they'll get more because they'll be worried about keeping the governor alive, and the governor's worried about it. And so there's going to be a lot more policemen, state patrol, that are assigned to protecting the government authorities, and it extends to the heads of agencies. So FEMA's not just it's, FEMA's not focused on protecting you. They're focused on running Mount Weather and protecting top government officials. So there's less police and certainly less military and National Guard forces available to help you at a time where the threats are way up. So, your best bet and a is— And collapse—no one, if you call the police—don't waste your time in a collapse calling the police. They cannot help you. they got to protect all the local authorities— they got to protect hospitals and critical resources from looting that they don't want to lose, protect the police headquarters from being looted, and there's no way in hell they're going to ever respond to a call for your, from you for help. Get to know your local sheriff. Get to know your sheriff and, like, be an asset to your community. So if, you're sher- if you know the sheriff and the sheriff knows you, likely the sheriff's going to be like, yo, we need bodies, Ian. Come down here. And the sheriff's going to deputize a shitload of people, yeah. right? Because the, the sheriff's department doesn't have enough manpower to keep order if society breaks down. Like if there's a lot of looting and stuff like that. So if you're in a small <laughs> small town or a smaller area, you should know your local sheriff, not your police department. Know your sheriff because your sheriff will deputize. Cops aren't cops aren't the same thing as sheriff. A lot of sheriffs are, are uh, elected. So they're more beholden to the population. They're more interested in what their constituents think and, and how their opinions. Yeah. Get to know your sheriff. Get to know your, your those are your law enforcement that you want to know. Are there, are there things that sheriffs don't have that we could provide in a situation like that? Like Bodies. I got the- other than, other than my own body, like uh, I got the radios. No, kind of, they're just no, they're stocked. No. They're ready to go. Like I got the water. I got well, the even food. just reporting, like if you see a threat at, at your place and you can report that to them, hey, there's a marauder group. They didn't bother us, but they're headed towards, you know, Moorfield or whatever. And you can pass it on. That would help. But um, maybe video surveillance. Then. Know, that kind of thing would help. Yeah, the thing is, like you want to be you want to be an asset to the community for what they already have planned. So. Your best bet, again, talk to your sheriff. Find out what your local, what your sheriffs are going to say. Asking me what a hypothetical, or asking someone else what a hypothetical, you know, what you would be, what would be needed in a hypothetical situation. Who knows? But if you go and you get some first aid training, and you right. can do emergency services stuff, you you can put on tourniquets, you can uh, patch, you know, plug holes and stuff. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That kind of stuff is valuable. And th- those are things that you should know how to do. That's one of the things. Like every year I go and do uh, handgun classes or, or at least at least one firearms training class. And there's almost always first aid stuff included in it. You should make sure that you have like first aid like you saw what i have in my bag or my, yeah, my jeep legit. there's a bunch of the, like i've got like 10 tourniquets in my jeep at all times i've got a bunch of blowout kits like if if and it's it's not just for for like gunfights or whatever if there's an accident right. and someone has a bleed that's a serious bleed you need pressure compression bandages you, you need tourniquets and all that yeah. stuff ha- like if i happen across a, a car accident and someone has a compound fracture where their bones sticking out i can be of service to someone with that right. stuff it's valuable in like a real world scenario like even taking like a, a woofer class like a wilderness first responder class yeah so i have to take those to be a raft guide if you don't take if you don't know really simple things you can lose somebody really quick. Yo, you know, I did take long hostile environment training. One of my favorite yeah, stories. Another one. And what they would do is they would use the, the trainees as subjects in the training exercise. We did one where I think the first one we did, he was like, we're going to break you up onto groups and then groups are going to go in one at a time. And then basically every they have a bunch of people standing in a market and they say, your task is to go and meet up with your contact at this marketplace. Figure out what this what, what your source has to tell you, because we were journalists or whatever, and then report back to your boss. What they would do is we would walk into this marketplace and then randomly at some point, they would kidnap one of the members of the group. And invariably, no one noticed a member of their group went missing. Right. And then what they so for 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 me, I was actually the kid, the guy who got kidnapped. So we walk into the market. And then I hear a, hey, and then I look to my left and the guy is on the other side of the building goes, come over here. And I walk over and he goes, hey, we're going to kidnap you. All right, let's go. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I walked with him behind the building and he pulls out a cigarette and smoke and he's like, so what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I work for this company. He's like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, so what's going on? He's like, we're going to see if they notice you're gone. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he went over there and sure enough, they were like, who's gone? Because they were like, we don't, we, they don't know me. But that's the point. When you're out with people, you don't know everybody personally. You're not thinking about. My camera guy's name is John. I've known him for 50. No, you're like, they sent a camera guy. Who was with us? My favorite was when we, we went to a village. There was a disaster. So you've been called in to provide aid. You're the closest people nearby. You got a first aid kit. And so they told me to do whatever the fuck I wanted. So what I did was when all of the people were yelling, like, so they have the, the journalists come in and the security forces. And then the, the villagers were in on the gag. They're all yelling. I stayed away from everybody and was leaning up against the wall. As they all started fighting, 
I walked up to one of the trainees and I pickpocketed the radio from him and then just left and went to the boss. And I was like, give him the radio. I was like, here you go. And then he started laughing and he was like, yup. And then with the train, the trainees, they were supposed to call in in the case of an emergency. And the guy goes, starts feeling his pocket. And he's like, my, my, my radio's gone. My, the radio's gone. The radio's gone. And then they're like, yeah, you're all dead. You, you weren't paying attention. Your communications are cut out. You're surrounded by a hostile. That's it. You're, you're done. Mm. And like the location they set it up was, was, was uh, on a mountain with only two points of entry because there was a building. And then you had to walk through a narrow path into this back area where it's a, almost a sheer cliff down. And then one path in and out. And they're like, you are now cornered, trapped with no communications. It, it sounds like you're talking about situational awareness <laughs> and like the buddy system. Is that something that's encouraged? Is 100%. Like, yeah, definitely. Everyone has one everyone, other person. And you hold hands. And then <laughs> and when you sing. <laughs> but like that way, you're, you're, if one guy goes missing, someone at least knows who that in, one guy was. In the military, they call it battle buddies. You've yeah, got a that's person correct. that's Our with wingmen you. Our wingmen. Yeah, Air wingmen. Air Force, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's super important to have people that someone that knows you, right? You and one other person that you know him, he knows you. And situations like Tim saying, like they tend to tell people to count and just know the number. And you do a count all the time, right? So if there's 10 of you, everyone has a number and everyone go just count down. If I Just count. so long as there's 10, then okay, all the bodies are here. Right. Like I was talking about like have stuff. This stuff right here. This is a blowout kit. This is a tourniquet. And then these for, for, for getting into people's clothes and stuff. This stuff stays with me all the time. This everywhere. This goes everywhere. What's the blowout? What's the blowout kit? There you go. Blowout kit is, is for, it's for if there's like a gunshot or an arterial bleed. So if you're yeah. bleeding out. So this is for you need a to tourniquet. Like pack, pack the wound. And then this has got the stuff you have to shove gauze yeah, and stuff they, they got bandages nowadays <laughs> that have the blood clotting agent that's yeah. right you that's just right. put that on and it's not just a you know gauze and pressure it's got the blood clotting Literally agent clotted, right yeah. in it. it's really really nice and they're not that expensive call you quick can clot. buy them in yeah. bulk this stuff right here costs less like all this stuff here costs less than 100 bucks right right and it's if someone if there's an accident or something like that i've got this with me on top of again the stuff that you saw in my jeep and it's like, that's that's the kind of stuff that you should do if you're thinking about, like, I'm going to be a prepared kind of guy. I think this stuff is necessary. If you carry a gun, you should have this stuff. If you're going to put, if you're going to say that I'm prepared to put bullet holes in someone, then you should be prepared to fix holes. On, a, on another note, I carry a, a battery in my car, like an external charging battery to jump cars with. I think yeah, they say idea. careful with those because if they get too hot, they can explode. Mm -hmm. But like the value of having one just to be able to jump my own car yeah, or other great. people's like, whoa. There Maybe that's be, a good idea. You should you should be as self sufficient as you can be because yeah. at the very least, then you're not relying on somebody else. Right. If you take that woofer training, for instance, you'll know how to help yourself in the case that you get hurt. Yep. You know, if you are injured or whatever, you are a liability for mm -hmm. everybody. Like they say, the easiest way to cripple an army is not to kill troops. That means that means they have one less person to worry about, one less head to feed, but to wound and injure and maim. That's how you cripple an army because you have to take care of the next guy. You know, mm -hmm. it makes it so much worse. So if you can take care of yourself, even to a little degree, you know, yeah, that's going to help a lot. Back to your point on sheriffs. I mean, I don't know if you've talked about it on the show, but have you been noticing all the, the sheriffs in rural county areas have been saying we're not going to enforce the state yeah. gun control yep. laws? I don't know if you've had the Constitutional Sheriff's Association on your show, but you might want to get someone from them to come on your show. Because they understand that you want to have your citizens having a lot of arms because that's 
part of your force to help protect you yep. in a collapse because there's going to be outsiders from the big cities are going to have to get out. They're going to have to go into the rural areas to survive, and they survive by stealing, looting, and killing you know the local residents. So and these people are going to die so fast. Yeah. Yep. Do you these, know? Uh, these, these urban liberal types are, who are going to start starving and suffering – what they're going to do is they're going to have meetings and be like, we need food. And they're going to be like, we don't have any. And they're going to be like, well, this is bullshit. Where do we get our food from? They're like, we're going to have to go and take it from somebody. And then you're going to have a bunch of weak, limp-wristed people getting guns from the police, morbidly obese police officers. Okay, a bit of exaggeration, but out of, uh, out of shape and obese officers being like, well, I guess we can go try. Then you're going to have rural police and rural country folk who chop wood all day, who have guns. Not all of them, but more likely. So when the, you know, former military, the veterans are guarding, say, Fortitude Ranch, and they see some waddling, fat, you know, urban liberals who are desperate and starving, I'm pretty sure who's going to win that gunfight. Well, people the, that have, the dumb people, people trained. will die early, but, you know, eventually if the collapse lasts a long time, it'll be smart marauder groups. Uh, right. And in, I just mean like in the immediate after yeah. the cities fall, you're going to have morons. Then I think you'll see the pr- prisoners— will will they already have gangs the gangs will operate as yep. gangs and they will use the prisons here's the thing you know what keeps these prisoners in ian chain link fences but like three layers of them and guard posts where guys have guns if the guys with the guns are no longer there now it's just a chain link fence now they go in and they grab bolt cutters and they just go snip 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 and now there's no fence anymore they probably wouldn't want to destroy the fences though family members would likely just get them out or gain access to the building some guard is going to leave behind a bunch of shit and flee when, when shit hits the fan. Someone will walk in, open all the doors, and the prison becomes a fortress. I, don't, I haven't spent a lot of time in jails, but, or prisons really, one in particular that I visited. And they, that was, if they're out in the yard, it's only just a fence. But if they're in the cells, it's like maglock doors into, a, into an area that's like a common area into their maglock cells. So like if they're in there, there's no coming out. unless And, someone and has so what happens is... Of the thousand plus people in this particular jail who all have on average five immediate family members, you have 5,000 people who are saying, I want my son, my brother, my dad out of prison. They're not just going to be like, my dad's in that jail. I guess he's dead. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're going to be like, I'm going to run a bulldozer through that wall and so get my pr- dad up. Prison breaks would be something. I wouldn't even call 100%. it a prison break. The system collapses, and then the do- dude walks up and just opens the door. They just they walk in, and then they they press the button, and the doors go and open up, and then they say, okay. Is it that it's not a prison easy? break when there's no prison system anymore. Of course it's anymore. that easy. I don't there's know no one that. stopping you. Yeah, but is it like, do you need two how keys? How do the guards do it? Do you need- no, the guards just press the button. You probably need a key card. You might need a physical key. But if there's no one guarding it, bro, you can <laughs> kick a door open. You can kick a window open. So it's like prisons are going to be a bit more secure. But somebody who wants their dad out of jail is going to fit, accomplish that in 45 minutes. I feel like... With no resistance. It's it's more likely that marauders are going to come upon a prison where everyone's dead because they starved, and then no. they're going to okay, take okay, it over. Okay, you think okay, it'll be the other way it's around? It's going to be easy to get out. Very Ian, easy to really? get out. You think... How many people do you think are in uh, uh, Rikers? 
I have no idea. Let, let, let's, let's, say, let's just say, no, no, the West Virginia Correctional Facility down the road. Let's say there's 1,000 men in there. It's a male correctional facility. You think they have no families and their families will leave them to die. You think their families don't know they're in there. Like, oh, no, this, they all know. I'm sure. They, and, they and, know. and so, so you know, Rick's dad is going to be like, my son's in jail. Guess he's dead now. Or do you think he's going to be like, I will fucking ram my car to 100 miles an hour to get my son out of that building? Do you think someone, some, a son is going to be like, my dad went to jail. He's on a, a three-month stint in the correctional facility because he got caught pumping gas and didn't pay for it. Guess he's dead now. They're going to be like, I'm going to steal the keys to that bulldozer that are probably sitting in it already because some of the construction guys leave it there. And I am going to crush the wall of that building and get my dad out. It doesn't even take that. I mean, it takes 50 guards to, let's say, run that right. facility. Well, and as collapse is going on, there aren't 50 guards. There's 30. There's 10. By the time they're down to 10, the prisoners will be out. It's but, not just that. There's going to be one guard in the building. Yeah. And he's probably going to go, guys, everything's yeah. collapsed. Here are the keys. Yeah, yeah the I'm guard the has no like reason to stay there. Think about it. Like, sure. like I said earlier, it's going to be a situation. As soon as cops stop going to work, as soon as EMS stops going to work, as soon as fire departments stop going to work, you think that the 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 your security guards at, at a prison are going to work? They ain't going to work. They're staying home to protect their families. It's all about, like, the collapse of society happens, like, it sounds stupid to say it like this, but the collapse of society happens when society collapses. Like, so, like, when society collapses, that means things don't happen like they normally do. People stop going to work. Mm -hmm. That means that all the people that were keeping the things together stop being there to keep the things together. So things and start falling apart. Not just that. Prison guards smuggle shit in for prisoners. <clears throat> yeah. So that means you're going to have John the prisoner, who's somewhat friends with a handful of the, of the guys in the jail. He's yeah. going to show up and be like, hey, the warden's gone. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm opening the door. Yeah. That's and he's going to be like, guys, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because they know them. They're like friends. They, they're people. They realize that. Yeah, it's like as close as friends as they could probably be. But yeah, yeah. I, when you like, I watched a video of a guy who's like talking about all the shit he has and how the guards don't care. Yeah. He's like, I, I'm not supposed to have a cook uh, frying pan in here, but I do. I have a hot plate. The guards don't really care. And he's got video games, he's got Nintendo switch and he's like playing, he's doing this stuff. He's like, you're not supposed to have any of this stuff. Guards are, guards are chill. The guards aren't going to be like, I will leave all them to die. Like I'd imagine most prison guards, at least one is going to throw the keys to a guy and be like, get everybody out of here. I'm fucking gone. Yeah, I think we lead the world in, you know, prisoners per capita of the United States. But but most, you know, the vast majority are not hardened criminals or even horrible people. They're, they're people who use drugs or yep. got caught with something. And, you know, and for short term, they're not really wretched people. Uh, so they're not going to kill not, them. Not, not to mention, you're gonna you're get you're you guys sold And you're me. talking specifically about maximum security. Yeah, I was. Minimum security prisons for financial crimes. The doors yeah. will just pop open. Yeah, it's you it's know? not monolithic. There will be situations where people get stuck in prison cells, but there it happened in Katrina. Could very sure. well be in, in Katrina when the storm hit, everyone fled. So that wasn't an issue of leave them to die. It was uh, I I'm not going to risk my life for prisoners. And then people were like, "Holy shit! There's people trapped in in the flood. Like we got to get them out of there." You know. So anyway, though, this was um, I don't know depressing. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with this uh, special depressing members only show. I don't, I don't know. Look, when when banks start collapsing, your mind goes to dark. Drew places. Miller's the guy you want to be with when shit hits but, the fan. Uh, but I, th I think we're good. So, Drew, thanks for hanging out. It's been a blast. Are you wrapping up? Real we're fast? wrapping up. We're wrapping up. What do you got? Well, you guys are always accusing me of being paranoid and, you know, not being optimistic. But, you know, I believe in wishes and good oh, things. Yes. So I brought you this poster. <laughs> you know, it says, you, when you wish upon a falling yeah. star, your dreams come true. <laughs> and then it says, 
unless it's really a meteor hurling toward the earth, which will destroy all life, then you're pretty much hosed no matter what you wish for, <laughs> unless it's death by meteorite. <laughs> Just lift it up a tiny more. Yeah, it's all right. That should go on the wall. We should put it downstairs. That's that a good one. That should definitely go on the wall. Unless it's death by meteorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, for everybody who's a member. The mobile app is done. The issue is now getting it approved. The first one is iOS, and they have to manually approve it. So this is the problem with all companies trying to do apps is like they might be like, go fuck yourself. So we'll see. And then uh, the Discord is being completed literally right now, and I think it should be done soon. I know it's funny I say that, but I guess the issue is if unless I'm doing it personally, it takes 27 years to get anything done. So all I can do is just every day whinge and be like, I thought I told you guys to do this. Why isn't it getting done? What am I paying for? But hopefully it'll get done because you guys are the ones paying for it. So we'll make it happen for you. Thanks for, for hanging out. Thanks for being members. And we will see you all tomorrow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 